Our next story takes us to a peninsula in Greece that juts out into the northern Aegean Sea. This is no ordinary piece of Greek territory. It's an autonomous state known as the Holy Mountain. About 2,000 monks live there, and it's one of the holiest sites for Orthodox Christians. And you're welcome to visit, but not if you're female. Reporter Matthew Brunwasser spent four days in Mount Athos among the monks and the pilgrims there. The only way to reach the Holy Mountain is by ship. That's to help keep out what the residents of Mount Athos call the world. Orthodox Christian believers say that to pray on Mount Athos means your prayers are closer to God. Dimitri Christophoridis, who's visiting for the first time, says he expects the Holy Mountain to be a place that gives pilgrims perspective as they spin around the hamster wheel of life. It's not so much that they get away from problems, it's to get a break and see what's real and what's not. As the boat's heavy metal gangway touches down at one of Mount Athos's 20 monasteries, there's a rush of monks, pilgrims and cargo. Visitors are greeted with water, coffee and lokum, or Turkish delight, and shown their simple rooms. After settling in, there's free time to think things over. A lot of time. Pilgrims are welcome to join the monks in their hours of daily prayers, or not. Life on Athos is demanding, physically and spiritually, with long hours of hard labor and intensive worship. But Father Jeremiah, who came from San Angelo, Texas 15 years ago, says serving God with prayer makes for a happy life. Whether it's cooking, or whether it's hoeing in the garden, or whether it's taking part in communal worship. Uh, so everything, every aspect of our life is a prayer. And the fathers even speak of, of the ability to pray even while we're sleeping. A monk announces vespers, or the evening service, by hammering on a wooden plank. Mount Athos preserves the ancient call to prayer, known as the Sementron, which some say dates back to the time of Noah calling the animals into the ark. For visitors who aren't Orthodox, the intense spiritual devotion can be strange at first and hard to relate to. Eckhart Schleifenbaum, a finance lawyer from Munich, says he expected the monks to be withdrawn and isolated from the world. Instead, he found some great conversationalists. All the time you speak to these people, they are fully informed of the whole world. Highly educated, interesting, intelligent people, full knowledge of history, of course, medicine. Well, it's interesting, more than interesting, but uh, fascinating. And you wonder what, what makes people live here and stay in this kind of life. Uh, if you look here, uh, he was eight years old. He was actually kind of young. Admiring the bones of his predecessors stacked neatly in the ossuary, Father Jeremiah reflects on his earthly remains waiting here for Judgment Day, since the cemetery has space for only 12 graves. Whenever a monk dies, the oldest remains are removed, the bones washed with wine, and then placed here. Whenever we become a monk, the vows we make promises to God. Just as in a marriage, two people dedicate their life to each other, and those two become one flesh. The same with the monk. The monk is actually united to Christ. We make a promise to stay in the monastery until our last breath. Despite traditions that date back a thousand years, change is slowly creeping in. A road here was paved in the 90s. There are now a few cars and some cell phone coverage. A few monasteries are online. 
Millennia later, the holy mountain is still finding its place, both as a part of the world and the one beyond. For the world, I'm Matthew Brunwasser, Mount Athos.